and welcome to the Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with your boy Davy Lips and as always, my man Gio. Hey, man. Hello, half of our staff has been future endeavored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would literally mean it would just be you on our own. You on your own. <laughs> future <laughs> endeavors. Man. They've been on it again, haven't they? Like, geez. So, I guess it's the biggest talking I- point, but. Oh, through he, SmackDown as well. Do you know that Dave Meltzer legit said something like, it looks like Triple H isn't in charge anymore because they don't want all the small people. And it's like, that's the stupidest thing I've heard him say. Yeah, there's been loads of it. I read so much that I'm just like, like even today I was reading something about Adam Cole's deal, even though everything that came out was like, it was a good talk and big plans. And then they're like, oh, actually, it's just going to be a jobber from what I heard. It's not a big plan. You know, like, come on. I don't know. So during SmackDown on Friday, um, they released, was it 12? 12 guys um, from, from NXT with all the stuff coming out about... Um, they want to make it younger. They want bigger guys and trying to ditch the small guys, which is funny because Bronson Reed was one of the releases. You know, like kind of everything they said they were trying to do, he was. Um, I, I don't know. What do you What do you think they're doing though? You think I, there's so many like have been released? Do you think it's just they've been waiting for competition and like, well, you take them, like because. We did a count before the NXT thing. They still had 218 people across all rosters, including NXT UK. I mean, that's a lot of people. To me, I look at it as, honestly, how many of these people were were doing anything? Yeah, apart from Bronson Reed. I mean, you can't get mad at Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is 44 and um, an injury prone. Like, I just don't. I don't see it as a as a big deal. Like Bobby Fish doesn't 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 not make sense to me. Like he has had a lot of injuries. He's forty four. He's not going to make it on the main roster. He's not like a big guy. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, how bad must Bronson Reed's dark match have been? Because um, <laughs> um, like he got dumped, and there was a few others, but none of them really. Mercedes Martinez doesn't shock me. Ari Sterling, maybe, but again, where where's his place? If they've got all these people on the roster, they've got 218 people, they're not all going to make it. You know, there's only, you know, because if people get pushed, it's months at a time. What are you going to do with 218 people? You know? I, I think they've been waiting for, like, AEW and Impact to sort themselves out, and they're like, okay, just take this excess. Because it is just excess. You know, it's just for me, it's just excess. I mean, it's sad, of course, but would we rather WWE stockpile all these guys or would we rather have a chance to see them? You know, people screaming and yeah. screaming, you know, I, I just. But the funny thing is, if you look at all these recent releases, AEW have only picked up Andrade and, and Alistair Black, to be fair. Like, they're not even finding homes there, are they? I don't know. But NXT apparently is going uh, for a change in mentality, apparently taking it back to like early days of de- developmental, uh, younger, bigger talent, 
could reach main event status is what they're saying. NXT are too small and too old. Um, and they're basically saying because it's not a war with AEW, it's time to go back to what it was. Which I don't hate. If you think early NXT, it was great. Like when NXT first come around, it was great. And look at who what it created out of that. Pax and Owens and Zayn and Cesaro's and Rollins and I don't know. I don't know. No more midgets. No one starting in their thirties. So I I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you really uh, do you believe that? No, I think they are going to go back to what NXT used to be. I, I do think that. Um, I think they will push it back. But I, I don't believe anything the wrestling community. Like, I read some utter nonsense. I have to say, like, it's, it's nonsense. People that think they know what they're talking But it's the same people that were screaming that WWE don't know what to do with all this talent. Okay, maybe they've realized they don't, and they're letting it all go. Where is the bad in that? I mean, we well, could have super promotions from across the board. Wasn't that the problem with uh, Callahan back in the day? Was that's why they had released him? Because they felt like they had literally too many big guys and they had. Yeah. Like, and I, I think, I think it's, it's good that they've done it. I mean, on Raw last night, backstage, was Zia Lee, Aaliyah, Odyssey Jones, Austin Theory, and Dakota Kai were all backstage last night. So maybe they are going to shimmy things around and bring in some new guys. Maybe that's, maybe that's the plan. Yeah, everyone's screaming, what, because Mercedes Martinez was really... Like, come on. Like, what was she doing anyway? I mean, Bronson Reed... I, okay, maybe Bronson Reed was a surprise because I think he ticks a lot of boxes that people say, you know... Vince likes, but I, I don't know. I, I just, what do the people want? Do they want them to keep them and then have nothing for them? Or is it now an opportunity that WWE see and go, well, actually, you might go get some work. MLW's doing bits, Impact, AEW. Let them go. Off you go. Go and do your thing. I swear, I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't see a problem with uh, them releasing these people. I just don't. I think it's um I think it's good. Of course Enzo Amore had his has his bit. It was, you know, the alternative to WWE before was these other promo then these other promotions was NXT. Maybe they don't want NXT to be the alternative. Maybe now they're seeing AEW Impact. Okay, if you want to watch something else, go watch them. Maybe they're encouraging it. And I, where's the harm in that? I don't I don't understand the anger. You know? I don't. Um, and it, obviously, they want to keep some because if rumors are believed, Adam Cole's been offered a bucket load of cash. <laughs> a bucket load. You think he'll stay? Do you think you think that one's... Do you think he'll stay put, Adam Cole? I, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, I, I don't. I, and I never thought he was going anywhere. Like he said, like WWE has always kind of been what Adam Cole wanted to get in and to do well. Yeah. Um, like, he has made that very clear in the past that getting to WWE was always his plan. A bit like AJ Styles. Like, I don't, I don't see AJ ever going anywhere. Like, I think they made it. This is their last big payday. It's a bit like Nakamura, too. I, I think Nakamura's quite happy taking his paycheck, doing his thing, 
you know, I think there's some people that will just settle. Um, but no, I think Adam Cole will stay. And I think they see. I mean, Adam Cole would very easily fill a Shawn Michaels type slot for me. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But I, as I say, I think now, I think the releases are okay. I think there'll be a limit maybe on the big stars because I think the networks might get a bit twitchy. Um, but let these guys go. If they haven't got anything for them in WWE, let them go. Um, one thing I don't want to see, what I'm afraid is going to happen, is Ric Flair wrestling again. Please, God, don't let that be a thing. <laughs> Just... Well, here's my thing. And they'd be smart to take advantage of this. You got Ric Flair, who's now a free agent. You got Arn Anderson over there. And you got Tully Blanchard over there. That's two-thirds of the original four horsemen. You'd be stupid enough not to do some sort of segment with them. Yeah, true. True. I think you'd be right. I, I think you'd be I think you've got to do something. Do you think it all leads though? Do you think Charlotte eventually goes there? Because like if everyone's there. Somebody who I don't see going anywhere. Why? If you're being treated with the biggest push and like you're one of the top stars, why would you? There's no reason. Yeah. Yeah, true. It is you're true. Losing matches or you're not being used, but it's it's like saying it's it's like saying you guys got a big promotion at your job, but guess what? You you want to leave anyway. It, it would make no sense. Yeah. True. As I say, it's it's funny. I they haven't picked up as many. I mean, you know, what's the rumors for the coming up? Is Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riot, Punk, and Brian? I mean, they're not any of these big releases. I just maybe AEW don't want them because maybe the talent that is being released just isn't isn't very good. Like, I don't think they're superstars. I mean, I could see Bronson Reed on Impact. I could see that. I think Impact will pick up more of these than others. But but yeah, maybe, maybe. But it is interesting to see WWE clearly not caring anymore in, in stock it up. Let's just say, before these NXT releases, they still had 218 wrestlers on their books, which across, what, four shows and 205 is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They're not all going to get TV time. They're not going to be able to have story for all of them. So let them go in it. Let them go and be free. Uh, but on to that, obviously, we had Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, SmackDown, again, was very, very good. Um, I think the problem with SmackDown is that the highlight became everyone getting released during the show. Um, but I thought SmackDown was great. I like that they're keeping Finn Balor in amongst it um, with the Cena thing. I think that's pretty cool. Um, SmackDown is such a solid TV show. Raw, on the other hand, isn't so great. But boom, Randy Orton was back with a dodgy looking Dexter Loomis moustache. Don't know what that's about. I'm not sure I'm a fan of the moustache. <laughs> I'm not that. Um, there was a bit with him and Riddle. Omos and Styles come out. Um, and there was a bit of back and forth. Do you think... Obviously, we'll get to how it ended. You think we're going to see Orton and Riddle 
against Omos and Styles? Do you think that is still well, going to be a thing? Looking where like that's going to go. I think so. Because, like, Orton just RKO's anybody. Like, he doesn't care. <laughs> we've seen it. We know Orton. But we see. Um, it started up, though. Baron Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Baron Corbin, man. I love him. He's just... Whatever you put him to, Baron Corbin is, is just a star with it. I, I, I think, you know, they're trying something new. Corbin was probably, as much as he good, he's one of the least interesting people. He's quite plain. He's a heel, does the same things. They've mixed it up, and they're actually trying something, and he seems to be doing really well with it. I love this deadbeat Baron Corbin gimmick. I think it's great, you know? Um... I do think it's a lot of Corbin's idea. I'm not going to lie. I just have a feeling. But I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. And the match was pretty good. Um, Jinder obviously come out. Out come the sword called Angela, which um, is actually named after his mother. He named the sword after his mum, isn't it? Cool. Then the cross stuff keeps going. Sly. Um... What do you think of this cross story with Hardy? He's very plain without Scarlet. But what do you think what? they're doing with it? It seems like they're giving him wins back after they take the wins from him. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I thought it would be like have him lose a couple of times and then Scarlet like helps him find himself. I don't understand why they're not putting Scarlet with him, but maybe they're just saving that for after NXT. Maybe they don't want to commit to it full until after the Joe match. Um, but at least he's won. I'm a little worried for his future on Raw. I don't see that they're fully sold on him on the main roster, which will be a shame because I think Cross is great. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Um, then we had Alexa Bliss versus Dewdrop. I love Eva Marie, but... I don't know what this is at the minute. I don't know. I mean, Dewdrop lost a pretty lame special effect. And I think Bliss is meant to be the face. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. I just, I feel that she's getting dumped on for the Fiend stuff a little bit. I do feel like they've turned on her a little bit with it all, which will be a shame because I think she's done the character well. Um, but that was definitely a, Go to the toilet three minute match. Um, which was funny. Um, Ricochet versus Sheamus. Uh, I don't know. Good back and forth. Ricochet is such a solid performer and I love Sheamus. Um, nice bro kick at the end. Damien Priest comes back. Got up in Sheamus's face. Yeah, it was solid. Um, led to Priest Morrison. We're getting Priest versus Sheamus. Certainly a good thing. Priest needs to be built up, so facing guys like John Morrison is, is all good. Um, I, do you think Priest wins? Do you think oh, they do you think they stay with Sheamus? Do you think Priest goes gets the US title? I could see, like I said, I've been see, I've been calling that. That's definitely going to be a thing. I think so. I think so because Priest is uh, one of the people that has been called up and actually takes a chance. He, he has got better. I think he's better on the main roster than he was in NXT, and he was very good at it. Like, his match with Finn Balor was amazing. Um, then, uh, um, Mustafa Ali versus T-Bar. What's happened to Ali? 
So Ali is a crazy athlete, can cut good promos, has already got an interesting backstory. This is worthless. I, I don't know if they're setting up with something big for Mansoor in Saudi Arabia, because obviously that's coming. But it's, it's lame. That these guys even had a pass? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, are we supposed to forget that Ali was the leader of these guys? Exactly, and now they're in, like, some lame feud that it hasn't even been brought up. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, who knows? Who knows? Um, did love... This is going to pain me, and you're going to cheer. I did love the parkour Reggie escape to freedom from Tazara and R-Truth, though. I love I, it. I did. I did like the parkour. Reggie has breathed a little bit of new life into the 24-7 title for me, away from the R-Truth stuff. Reggie has actually found his level, and I'm quite all right with what he's doing with the 24-7. I don't think the 24-7 needs to be a thing, but it's a, it's a fun little interlude in between matches, and the parkour stuff was really cool. He's really quite the athlete, any old Reggie. He really, really is. Um, then it was a few cutscenes. AJ Styles doesn't care that Orton's back. MVP recapped a bit with Goldberg defending his son. Yada, yada, yada. Nikki versus Rhea Ripley. Charlotte just ripped it up. Match was doing well, actually. I was starting to get into the match. And then Charlotte come in as the big bad monster. Um, I, I have a feeling that Charlotte's winning that trip. I, I really do. I don't know why. Um, yeah, I don't know. Charlotte uh, hit the natural selection, holds up the title because she's basically smarter. Then the bit I really want to talk about. Elias. Did you see what happened? He's dead. He killed Elias. Like, and they even said it. Elias is dead. And he burnt his guitar. Do you, do you worry for Elias or do you think a gimmick change might help him? Like, Maybe. What do you need? Maybe. Because it's brave. Um, yeah, the, it said WWE stood for walk with Elias, but Elias is dead. And it said he set fire to the guitar. It was um, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, yeah. People to give things a chance let's see what happens with it you know exactly like has a you know does that shtick eventually just run its course of course um was there much more for elias to do or to with towns to upset maybe not and if it's give, breathing some new life into it, it's worked for jackson Riker. like it breathed new life into him it worked for bailey worked for sammy zane there's you know Hasn't worked for everyone, I would accept, but it'd be interesting to see. Just I'm a bit nervous because I like Elias, but hey, gimmick changes are gimmick changes. Um, then the main event type, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles, and this is what we want to get to. So it was a really good match. Um, it was a heck of a finish The from forearm into RKO. Isn't surprised. Uh, you know, Orton got hell of a face reaction, which I'm not surprised at is what I mean. Like he's been gone a long time. Um, and then post-match, Orton yells at Riddle for coming out, even though Riddle was, like, helping with the o choking out uh, Omos. Um, they tried to hug. Orton eventually gave in. Fans loved it. They posed. Pow! Uh, RKO. Now, is that team breaking up? 
Or is that just Orton being Orton? Just Orton being Orton. So you think they'll still team them up? Or do you think they were doing it for the reaction to see how, you know, if they were a team? I don't know. I think Orton Riddle versus Styles Omos would be fine. SummerSlam. Like, there's not really much else. The old rock and sock storyline of you're a joke. I don't want to talk to you. You're, you're not going to be my guy. Oh, wait, you're actually helping me type deal. Yeah, and it's worked many times. It worked Sheamus and Cesaro, for example. The bar become amazing. Bar were great by the end of it, you know, even though I hated that at the beginning. Rock and Sock is another perfect thing. So I think maybe, again, it's give it a chance because there's still parts of Raw that needs fixing. And I think the show desperately needs that huge overhaul. I really do. But things have been slowly crawling back over the last few weeks because the wrestling has been pretty good. It did advance some things to SummerSlam. There was a bit of character development, like with Elias and Mansoor and Ali and whatnot, what. But it's so long, isn't it? Like you lose focus. They have to. Dro- if they dropped the three hours and crammed all that into two, it would. It the same thing. It would just feel so much better. Was it just? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, this week only had one really stupid part, and that means that things are getting tightened up. So it's really, really slow progress, but I think Raw is making progress. You know? Uh, I do. I do think. But yeah. Um, one thing that was, that was on interesting, um, Riddick Moss was backstage. Uh, he's been off since September with the ACL. But Riddick Moss was there, as well as all the NXT talent. So, as well, but apparently he was just visiting. Oh, really? Just visiting. Okay. Because it was just interesting. There was a lot of names backstage. I think we have to wait till after SummerSlam and see what this draft does. I have a big feeling that this draft is going to shake up so much. I really do. Like a full reset after SummerSlam. Um, I really, really do. Uh, I think they're just trying to get to SummerSlam as best they can and then, and then take it from um i really really do honestly i think it's going to be interesting uh keith lee worked a dark match before as well um yeah if chico adams i don't even know who chico adams is not gonna lie. i don't know who chico adams. never heard of him but <laughs> keith lee squashed him he's got a nice beard so we'll let chico adams pass <laughs> we'll give a give a chico adams um now, obviously, the feed has has tweeted. Did you see his tweet? You can't kill it, and then sort of a fiend's face. Um, he hinting that we may not have seen the last of his fiend. Um, he he owns. He kind of owns it because it wasn't something WWE came up with. It's something that him and uh, Tom Shavini came up with. Okay. So, oh. I mean, the theme thing, like, it was, it was designed for him by the creator of, of Jason. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, so it's kind of his thing. It's just, yeah, he, he tweeted that because obviously he was meant to be returning last night. Last night was the, the, the night he was scheduled to return. I just, I don't, I don't think a character like that that is so 
cinematic and promo video package heavy, I don't think it would work in AEW with the way they do their show. And that's not me saying because AEW suck. It's because I, I think they've got a much different show. I think their show is very spot heavy, big wrestling, intense, you know? I, I don't I don't see it as as a thing myself. Um I I don't think you should go there. But yeah. I think wrestling this week has been good. SmackDown I think SmackDown is the best show on TV. I think SmackDown for me wins. I don't know what NXT is doing, but I'm looking forward to TakeOver. The matches look pretty darn good. Um, oh, did you see Buddy Murphy made a promo? Yeah, yeah. And he looks he looks set. I think he'll go to AEW. I think Buddy Murphy will fit in there quite well because he's a spot guy. You know? Absolute spot guy. You know? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite excited to see what his move is ne coming next. Um, because he looks really good, but yeah, his promo was awesome. Like his promo was just awesome. Um, Buddy Murphy's just looking, looking set to go because he's all up. And of course, I'm not sure what's happening with Chelsea Green. Are WWE still like fighting that? Like, <laughs> I mean, they so they own her actual name. Like, I just. I don't know. Seems weird to me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, his promo was, uh, I think, directly at, you know, obviously at Malachi Black. I think we'll see him. I think we'll see Alistair Black on AEW. Really, really. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I think. I think he's going there. I think he'll do well there, actually. I, th I do think he'll go. Yeah, he's going. Myself, myself. Uh, one thing that was brought up that we were asked, John Cena. So John Cena's been back. He's been at every damn show, but he's not on TV. What do you think is the reason for that, for not being on TV? I mean, he's been advertised for the shows. Like last night, he came out and he reunited Orton and Riddle. There was a big hug. Um, and then he teamed with Damian Priest to beat Jinder Mahal and Veer. But all dark stuff, all off camera. What do you think the reason for that is? Why would they? Why would they do that? Why not have him on the show? Maybe they're saving him. Don't you think they need that? Like, they need the hype that comes with it. Or do you I think mean, it's like as a thank you for you know fans coming out and you know give them something make make people go? Yeah, I mean again like, yeah. with them. I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose so. It's true. It is true. Like, what else do you do with him? Um, I like that, though, it's not taking any time off of Finn Balor. Like, Finn Balor is still getting pushed pretty hard on SmackDown. Um, I really do. I, I like what they're doing. I like, I like that he's still the main man. He took out both Usos, obviously, Friday. Um, yeah. Do you think maybe they pull out the demon to fight Roman, though? Do you feel like this, what they're doing is building up to pull out the demon on Roman Reigns? Why, why go right back to the demon? Is it easy for the demon to take the fall over Finn Balor kind of thing? And, you know, I just, just yeah. 
coming all together right now. Yeah. That's my that that's where I'm at on that. Just keep him away from Roman altogether. You don't need to feed him. Yeah, because he I mean he said on Friday it? he's gonna get the universal title. He has to go through Cena. I mean we could I quite happily watch Cena versus Finn, not gonna lie, I really would. Um I just yeah, it's it's like him losing after coming back it it'll devalue him already. Yeah. You can't have somebody who the last time he was around he was Wearing a dress and, or not wearing a dress, but he's shooting with Bray Wyatt in a dress and wearing a pumpkin head. You can't bring him back and then remind people like, oh yeah, stuff like this happened. You 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 gotta just be like, hey, it's Finn Balor. Like he's a fucking guy. Yeah. True. It's true. Um, apparently, so just come out. The new point is. His original plan was for Orton and Riddle to look at the tag titles. That's the original. The original booking was for Orton and Riddle to challenge Styles and Omos. That was the original one earlier in the year. Um, yeah, unless it's changed in recent weeks, they are still expecting it to be that. So, yeah, it's probably a rock and sock bar kind of storyline. I mean, it's Orton. If you're not being RKO'd by Orton, it, it, you know, he doesn't really give a shit about you, but I just think the reaction where he was holding his head and stuff didn't look like it was like a heel turn, you know? It didn't feel like an Orton heel turn. You could normally tell when he's doing that. Like, and I, I didn't feel like it was that. Um, and of course, this week, change away. Rampage debuts um, the new AEW show. What day is that? The soon and it's this week, is it? I think it's this week they're spreading themselves too then too quick with all these shows though uh i don't know uh, when when is too when is too when is too much when is when would they do it that would be the thing like maybe do they commit to it all now um like i feel like they it, it's just you're pushing too much too soon concentrate on your shows I guess so. Yeah, I could understand that. But, yeah. Maybe. But maybe it's also, on the other side, take advantage of while they're hot right now. Like, they are at the minute. Four weeks running over a million. Doesn't, you know, that's not that's not to be sniffed at. Um, at all. Um, so, we have to see. I mean, it, they're doing well. So, why not take advantage? Can we also talk about how fickle fans are? <laughs> Please, please, what you got? Oh, the debut one is in three days. So y'all been moaning and wanting the attitude ever back, right? Yep. Max Casper comes out. Now, he did his little, he, he did his normal rap, and yes, a little bit of it was risque and insensitive, and he made a Duke LaCrosse joke. <laughs> but guess what? Back in the Attitude Era, that's what they would have done. What happens? All these people are outraged. You outraged. can't have it both ways. Yeah. yeah you yeah. either want a full-blown 
you know, mature audience show, no feelings fucking hurt. Or you want a show where they're going to be like, well, here comes this guy and this guy, and we're going to tiptoe around this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was tough. I mean, he covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> and then, the you know. Like, this has happened. Hell, they fired Abraham Jones before he even got back to, to the back after he made his joke. Mm. Yeah, and then Tony Khan had to come out and say it was terrible and he wasn't told and they edited it out and he was not there in the moment when he did it. That's what it was. Abraham Washington, he made a Kobe Bryant hotel joke. And before this man even got to the back, he got his mic cut and he was future endeavored. <laughs> future endeavored. We wish you well. Um, ah, yeah, that's the thing. Do, do you want the shock stuff? Like even I thought AEW would maybe let it be. Everyone went mad at them. It was a bit like the Domino's thing. Like, you put Nick Gage, he's going to cut his head open with a pizza car. You know what's coming. Like, nobody that knows anything about wrestling would have expected anything less. I just, if, yeah, as you say, you can't have both. Like, I've watched some of the Attitude Era stuff. As I say, I'm going through 98, 99. Like, people, we warned you and we've said on this show, not sure that you really do want this <laughs> like it is bad it is brutal it is damn right rude and max caster is would have fit perfectly into the attitude era like that was a wrap um yeah yeah i don't know what do you want again it's the um it's the wrestling community now isn't it like this shocks me slim fans are just Annoying and horrible. Also, uh, <laughs> oh, I got, I got some news. Oh, see, this was brought to my attention. I didn't even know about this. Okay. Everybody that's been moaning and crying about Velveteen Dream and Lars Sullivan and, and, and Jack Gallagher and all these other people, there was another name mentioned in all that that nobody has touched on. Darby Allen. Mm. Yep. His abuser for the past year and a half has been going around Twitter, part of this Me Too movement, saying what he's done to her. Yeah. But he's forgetting it because he's Darby Allen. Yeah. Holy, holy Cromwell, isn't it? And uh, yep. yeah, she puts something out three days ago. I think I actually hear it. Here it is. Yeah. 6th of August. She tweeted, nah. I'm tired. I'm so fucking tired and I don't care anymore. Darby Allen abused me. He abused me and I'm tired of being called a liar by fans who have no idea the shitty person he really is. Somehow, no one remembers. I'll never forget how you treated me like shit. And she screenshotted again, you know, all his stuff. And then there was some stuff I think she tweeted from Priscilla Kelly as well, didn't she? Like some screenshots, I think. So Where's the outrage on this man that they've given on Velveteen Dream and Lars Sullivan and Jack Gallagher and that riddle? Where, where's the outrage on this? Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, because she's not letting it go. Like, she's very upset. And quite rightly, because like, everyone else got called out and investigated. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I was looking back through through the like, and people were like, you need to inform the authorities. And someone's like, for what? What are the authorities going to do? She's got no proof. He could sue her, which he should. Like, he's just being defended, you know? <laughs> um, and everyone pulling out, like, the Johnny Depp thing. He was lied, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't know. It, it... You know, everyone's just screaming for evidence, but she's clearly got something. You know, I don't know. And then having that that conversation with Priscilla Kelly, um, there are two sides to this, and I know who I'm married to. While he may not be perfect, he's not sexually abusive. That's Priscilla Kelly. <sighs> I don't know. But yeah, but it's not. It's being brushed under the carpet because what? Because maybe they've got more money, or AEW don't want to face it. I, I don't know what, what to make of it. <laughs> but yeah, it's when everyone else has been investigated and Marty Scroll's not even got work. Um, it's just it's, it's a difficult situation because there's many ways to interpret what was said from her side. Muddies the water a little bit and it leaves people to make up their own mind. And I think, you know, I think that's people then pick a side, didn't they? And that's what doesn't help. But I think whatever the outcome she clearly needs someone to talk to. She clearly has something. Um, I mean, because when she shared what happened at the time, she didn't want to name anyone. She didn't actually drop any names at the beginning, you know? So we'll have to see because she's obviously not leaving it, you know? Which is quite right. If she's got something, let it be. Let us if everybody's going to be outraged on all these other people, she shouldn't leave it be. Yeah, yeah. No, she shouldn't. When she sees what everyone else has done, I, I quite agree. I quite agree. Um, the other bit I wanted to touch on, because I've written here, the switch from Hangman Page. What do you think is going on there? Now, there was a... I saw a Facebook group that I'm in tweet that he had rejected a multi-year deal because he wanted to see what was happening. He didn't say that he was leaving, just rejected the offer. Then in the same week... Christian Cage is officially number one contender and Hangman Page is the win-loss record literally gone. Think Adam Page may be the first one to leave? I love it. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been expecting him. But I, yeah. I love it. I mean, Adam Page would be a loss because it was weird. Everyone was on this Adam Page, go beat Kenny Omega. Woo-woo! Everyone behind it. We spoke to Kurt on here. He was all behind Adam Page, all out. Everyone like, yeah, you've got to do it. And you now everyone's why? dead quiet. You know why? Because it's been built up for a fucking year. Omega cheated. Omega cost him the number one contender slot, took it, became the champion. It's a built-in, almost a full-year feud now where they broke up as a tag team. He... Turned on Hangman. He, he, they were the finalists in that tournament. It would have made sense for it to be Hangman. Yeah, it would. But why Christian? This is another another thing. Why Christian Cage? What has Christian Cage done? I don't know. Yeah, well, he's eight and zero. 
Like, he has got a perfect record, to be fair. Um, I don't want to see Christian Cage versus Omega. Yeah. And it doesn't even look like he's wrestling all out at all. I just wonder if that's their first issue. You know? Is Adam Page the first? I don't know. It's, it's very strange. It seems very strange because if, everyone seemed into if, it. What if WWE and, <laughs> and AEW switch Adams? Could be. <laughs> but yeah, he's, apparently he's not even going to be on the show. He's not even going to be at All Out. So, apparently it was designed to shock people. But I feel that people want it to be Adam Page. I felt like I was kind of hyped to see Page Omega. Like, I'm not going to lie. If, the, if they are getting CM Punk at All Out, which it seems quite likely, and we got Adam Page versus Omega, like, I don't want to see Christian Omega. I know Omega's going to win. Christian's not becoming champ. Christian is not the guy to take that title off current Kenny Omega. Like, for me, character-wise, Kenny Omega is second only to Roman Reigns, where he's at right now. You know what I mean? Like... He's finally becoming the Kenny Omega that everyone knew about in Japan. And if you're new to wrestling and you didn't watch him in Japan, you're now starting to learn just how damn good Kenny Omega is. I think him and Roman are just flying. But you need... Like, we want to see Rock Roman. Like, Adam Page is that guy to Kenny Omega. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't want to... See, I like Christian. Always have. I don't want to see Christian Kenny. That's not a dream match I want to see. You know? I, I don't know. It's it's weird. He won't get his shot. And he's probably not even on the show. So, I, it was interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe he leaves. Maybe he does leave. Um, the only other bit of news I've got here is Pete Dunne's contract. Um, I, I, again, I don't believe that he'll leave. A hundred percent. I think. I think his wife tweeted something, didn't he? he? Posted a picture. She posted. Oh well, your contract's up. <laughs> and like a smiley face. Yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think that's the thing. Um, Again, yeah. what would he do? What would he do besides NXT? Yeah. Yeah. Where would he go? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. Um, I don't think he'll leave, though. I think if Adam Cole's going up to the main roster, Pete Duncan stay quite there. Um, so, yeah. We'll have to see, though. There's going to be more cuts in NXT. They've kind of admitted that. Like, they're gonna have, people are going to have to get used to them. They're going to happen. Um, Diamond Mind, obviously, was already finished now. <laughs> That's the end of them. Um, and a referee. Got like a of what? One of the guys? Like, yeah, because I think Roderick Strong will get called up. I think they've ditched the Diamond Mine thing. I think Roderick Strong will get called up. Um, I think possibly Cole and O'Reilly. I think they both may get called up. I'm not going to lie. I think after SummerSlam, we will see... Um, so, we'll see a hell of a lot. We'll see a hell of a lot of change. Hell of a lot of change. Um, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. Right. Review no. time. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. What nope. did you get to review this week, Gio? New blood rising, you fucker. <laughs> That's it. Uh, 
Come on now. Go fuck yourself is your review. <laughs> that was awful. What, Judy Bagwell on a forklift? You didn't appreciate? Ah. Oh. You people made me watch the ICP, and I didn't want to watch the ICP. Yeah. You broke right, the yeah. rules. Rules, man. Hey, we, we've got to go got to go with what the people want you know <laughs> not right. only did i have to do that but i had to endure david fucking arcade <laughs> this is um, all no 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 okay. i may right. have to switch i may have to switch back to wwe this week oh uh, okay so let's go with the stars it started with Ernest the Cat Miller against maybe one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in the Great Muta. <laughs> um, Not just the Great Muta. The Great Muta accompanied by Vampiro and the Insane Clown fucking posse. <laughs> I was trying to ignore that bit. Um, I think it was a Guy from the uh, was it Tigris come out? Big old, big old chair shot to the head. Um, but yeah, I want to get to this one. Come on now, Judy Bagwell on a pole. Come on, dude. She wasn't on a pole, she was on a forklift. <laughs> uh, positive Canyon. If he wins, he gets Judy Bagwell as his valet. Okay, but 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 listen here Canyon as DDP is gold. Yes, did he did his very best DDP impression? Um, he actually drove the forklift to the ring, didn't he, with Judy Bagwell on it? <laughs> Come on! Yeah, wait, isn't it when he got the mic and said he'd searched the whole of Canada for a pole big enough to hold Buff's mum, but couldn't find uh -huh. one? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> And then um, David Arquette come out, try and help Canyon, former world heavyweight champion David Arquette at this point. Um, he failed. Bagwell hit the buff blockbuster on both, win the match, and he won his mum. I mean, the sentence in the review read, post-match, Buff rescued his mother from the forklift truck and hugged her while his theme song sang about how sexy he was. Only in late 90s, early 2000s, WCW. Will you read that line? You're also forgetting former WCW tag team champion, Buff Bagwell's mom. <laughs> Rick, uh... Steiner, Rick Steiner made her the tag team champion, damn it. Oh, uh, just 2000s WCW. Uh, I mean, just that line. And then afterwards, Canyon hit the diamond cutter on David Arquette as well, I think. There was a lot going on in that match. There's a lot to take in, in it, for match two. <laughs> um, then there was uh, just the madness of the tag team match. So it was Chronic. Love Chronic. Only time I've ever seen Taker just, like, scream at someone. Uh, versus the Misfits in action. Uh, Mark Jindrak and Sean O'Hare and the perfect event which was Stasiak and Palumbo, with the referees were Mysterio, Juventude, Disco Inferno, and Tigris, right? And that just, I just, I don't know what the hell. Four quarters match. Um, match itself, 
Disco's pre-match mic thing was probably the best thing about this match. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, got Chronic got the win, I think, thanks to Chavo, wasn't it? Chavo run in and still tapping tank champions was Chronic, and they were just awful. That says a lot, doesn't it, when Chronic oh, are your tag team champs. Wasn't done for the night. No, no, he wasn't. Just what a mess. It was horrible, man. Uh, then a strap match. Tori Wilson with Shane Douglas. Tori Wilson when she was like, I love Tori Wilson at this point. Um, against Billy Kidman, former Mr. Tory Wilson. Um, he in a strap match against Shane Douglas. Um, he was all right. Crowd didn't care. I don't think about either of them because I think this wasn't it when Kidman had just turned heel and got destroyed by Hulk Hogan and then he returned to being face because he got his ass handed to him by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yep. Ah, WCW were like, okay, let's turn Kidman heel and then let's feed him to Hulk Hogan and turn him face again like the very next week. <laughs> Don't worry, because this match led to a rematch two weeks later on Monday Nitro. A Viagra on a pole match. Oh, gee. I think the only time I was interested is when Kidman, I think he gave Tori a spanking with the strap, didn't he? Um, yeah, big VO. Come to the rescue eventually. And he's probably, he was probably the most over thing from the whole situation. Um, and Reno, do you remember Reno? God, Reno was did, in that match. The crossroads before anybody did the crossroads. Yeah, he did. Um, oh, it just got worse. How did you make it this far? Oh, Jesus. Then it was the mud rip the clothes off match. Oh, Jesus. Like, what is this stuff? Keep, Mate, keep going. I can't, I'm not even watching. I'm just remembering and, like, shivering here. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. First of yeah. all, Major Guns yeah. and Miss Hancock are really hot. Like, they are hot. But, oh, jeez. We yeah. got good. I don't know. Um... <laughs> The ending of this match happens because Miss Keebler clutched her tummy. Surprise! She's pregnant. Yeah. So the announcers told us that the girls were supposed to strip off the camouflaged items. Yeah? But that wasn't actually how you won the match. You won the match by pinfall. <laughs> You're like, uh -huh. Wait, what? Then why are they stripping clothes? <laughs> Stipulations, bro. <laughs> The announcers were even saying, you know, like you got to rip off all the camouflage gear and then Major Guns won by a roll-up. <laughs> oh, WCW, how did you even make it to 2001? That's what I want to know. How did you even make it? You know, um, yeah. Because then it was, you know, the mud bath and they they ended up in it and then... She doubled over in pain and everyone was acting very concerned for Miss Hancock. It's like they've tried to make it serious, but they're wrestling in mud in a match they where the stipulation using, doesn't matter. They were using the Owen Hart serious voice. For they were like, ladies and gentlemen, we were not sure what was going, what was supposed to happen right there. Um, she, she, she doubled over. I'm like, how did can you get it? 
Yeah. You don't hear his Mouser voice for a stupid fucking storyline. Yeah, it was it was terrible. Like it was just terrible, and it's a shame because they were like major guns, and, and you know they were hot. And I don't know, I don't know. It was just it was terrible. I mean, neither woman was a full time wrestler, and yet nothing they did in the ring looked terrible. It looked like what you'd expect to see at the performance center after you've been there a month, you know. But yeah, it was. We saw their we saw their bums a lot. So who am I complaining? Get me. There's a point in the show where I shut, where I just shut off, and 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 I had to come back. And I'll let you guess what part it is, because just keep going over the match card. Yeah. Then uh, Demon stings nine <laughs> sting, stings nine lives of run out. Yeah. Okay. Of course they have. Now I remember Vamp insisting stings nine lives have run out, and that the Demon would beat him tonight. Blah blah blah. Oh, why? Dear. Oh why? Would I shut the thing off in the middle of this? Well, to be honest, it was over so quick. I don't think you would have time to even Why shut it off. You... Why don't you read? Just, just, just read. Because listen, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm telling you now. I don't care how many times it lands on it. I will never do Fall Brawl. I will not do Fall Brawl 2000. You're not getting to do it. <laughs> I, I'll watch I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching like 11 minutes of ICP on commentary. <laughs> I will not do it. It's awful. They just make dumb jokes. They're like, look, it's, he's doing the, the, the butt power driver. I, 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 I can't. Awful. Yeah. So I could read you. So it wasn't even a match. Demon versus Sting. Sting come from the rafters like he did in like 97. Beat his opponent in 30 seconds. Demon getting, didn't get an offensive move in. Vamp and Muta come out. Chronic come out. And the Tag Champs Challenge Dark Carnival to a match later on in the show. Oh, fuck yourselves. And that was pretty much it. It was like a minute's worth of Demon I, versus Sting. It was awful. I am a big Vampiro fan. But I hate ICP. I hate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampiro would have been a great guy to be to jump over and feud with Undertaker at one point, but no, this bullshit. Yeah. Um, lit him on fire. Lit him on fucking fire. It, it's just it was bad, wasn't it? Um then Lance Storm versus Mike Awesome. Probably. This would have been the most over that Lance Storm has ever been in his career, I would say, at this I point. Popped, I popped huge for this match because Canadian fucking... It's yes. just such as a Queensberry gimmick of, oh, wait, no, that's not how it's ending. So, <laughs> this, is, this is where he had the Canadian... He'd recruited a Canadian legend to serve as special referee to ensure that the Canadian rulebook was adhered to. And literally, I don't think I've ever heard a WCW crowd cheer for Bret Hart as much as we did. And who did we get, Gio? Who was the Canadian legend? It wasn't Bret Hart. It was Jack Rougeau. <laughs> the fucking Howdy. Uh, the Mountie come, uh, and everyone was so sure it was Bret Hart. It was amazing. It was just 
such a WCW <laughs> move. Um, you know what? I would say, though, this match was probably the best thing on the card. I thought Lance Storm and Mike Awesome put on a good match. I will say that. Um, then, the obviously, the tag match from the Sting uh, happened. Chronic versus Dark Carnival, which is obviously Vampira and Muta. Um, hadn't seen them for, obviously, ages and blah, blah, blah. Um, Muta hit a moonsault. Mickey counted three. Bam! Mickey J got sprayed with the green mist. Harris Brothers run in. It was just typical WCW nonsense. We did have new tag team champions. Like, no match did we have, like, a normal match. <laughs> like... Somebody was running in, or it was some nonsense. I forget about the Harris brothers and the 10,000 gimmicks they've had. And then I see them, and it reminds me that, oh, yeah, they've had over 10,000 gimmicks. They were the Blues, they were the Bruce brothers, two big mountain dudes in WWF. They were DOA. <laughs> they were think, the Harris I think, brothers. I think DOA was their best. They were, they were creative control for Vince Russo. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, they were. They were they were two redneck two redneck races dudes called the Harris Boys in TNA that got knocked off the network because one of them decided to wear an SS t shirt one week. Yeah. What one wonderful guys. Speaking of Vince Russo, um the three way match, Nash, Steiner, and Goldberg. Now, do you think this was off script or like because Goldberg decided didn't want to get power bombed by Kevin Nash? Um, and he started walking back, and that was probably the biggest scream of "fuck you" in Vince Russo's face. <laughs> Listen, don't get bought into Vince Russo's fake reality. <laughs> this was Vince Russo playing up the realism of the bash at the beach that happened a month before, and he was like, "What if we do it again, bro? But this time, somebody curses at me." Yeah, funny. It did the on mine WWE Network. That's not cut out. That fuck you. That Goldberg screams at Russo. They haven't it's edited that out. Was, there's like a World War, uh, one of the World War Three pay per views. Um, Goldberg like comes in and helps Rick Steiner, and he turns Scott Steiner around, and Scott Steiner just turns around and gives him a big like, "Fuck you, Goldberg." <laughs> <laughs> it's such a Scott Steiner thing, like. He's just turned around. He's like, fuck you, Goldberg. Yeah. I just, if they had left this alone, this match, they didn't do the WCW thing. Because, like, Goldberg didn't come out, did he? Because it was billed as triple threat. Goldberg didn't come out. Steiner and Nash go at it. And then Big Bill arrived. Ribs all busted up because of the motorcycle accident. Blah, blah, blah. And after a few minutes of the three-way, Goldberg then left again. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, my God. What are WCW doing? Um, yeah. Then we had our main event. Um, it was a decent main event. I'm not going to lie. So what was funny, though, Booker T like, had his leg slammed in the car door earlier. Um, Booker T was fine when Jeff Jarrett was attacking him. But when he went on to the attack... No, yeah, so when he was being attacked, the leg was hurting. But when he was attacking, the leg was fine celebrated the win and then remembered his leg was supposed to hurt and started limping off and i'm watching this like oh god what am i watching this is the main event and booker t is forgetting that his leg hurts <laughs> oh what a horrible pay-per-view like just reading it how did you watch that like how 
Guys, I don't mind you putting Geo through torture, but that, I think, is too far. Like, 2000 WCW is too far. Right. What do you want to, where do you want to go? WCW or WWE? Where do you want to go? What do you want to review? Because I've got nothing, so you can choose. Go WWE. Okay, let's go. WWE pay-per-views. Let's get my wheel up. Okay, from 1985 to today. Are you ready? The year first. Say stop when you want to. Go. Stop. 2011. Oof. Okay. People power. There you go. Right. Give me some people power. I'm taking money in the bank out because I've clicked on that, so you must have watched that. So if you land on that, we'll roll again. Right. Are you ready? Say stop. Let's go. Stop. Oh, Extreme Rules 2011. Oh, my God. Is this the one where Big Joe puts his foot through a fucking table? Let's have a look what we got. Oh, the Lumberjack match for the tag team titles. Big Show and Kane versus okay. the core. Right. So all I remember is there's one Extreme Rules. I don't remember what year it is. Tim versus Dash and Cody Rhodes. And Cody Rhodes drop kicks him. And his big fat foot goes through the table. <laughs> and they're like, Cody Rhodes wins. It's the most what the fuck thing ever. <laughs> He went through the table and was like, his foot went through the fucking table because he's fat. <laughs> right, let's give you the card. Started Rand Randy Orton versus Punk, Last Man Standing, New Nexus Band from Ringside. Oh, God, New Nexus. Oh. Kofi versus Sheamus for the US title. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Jack Swagger and Michael Cole versus Jerry Lawler and Jim Ross in a country whipping match. <laughs> oh, boy. Ray Mysterio versus oh. Cody Rose, full count anywhere. La, Layla versus Michelle McCall, no DQ, no count out. Loser leaves WWE. Um, ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship, the vacant World Heavyweight, Christian versus Del Rio. Big Show and Kane versus The Core, which is Ezekiel and Wade Barrett for the tag team titles. And then John Cena versus The Miz versus John Morrison in a triple threat steel cage match. Oh. It's not a bad card. You might be all right. You might be all right. You might be all right. You might survive. <laughs> right. 2011 Extreme Rules. That is Geo's next week. We're on the road to SummerSlam. I'm guessing a lot more will be brought up by the time we get there next week. And okay. until then, Gio, hopefully this week won't be so torturous. <laughs> I will catch you all next week. See you later, my man. Yep.